The Compliance Life details the journey to and in the role of a Chief Compliance Officer. How does one come to sit in the CCO chair? What are some of the skills a CCO needs to successfully navigate the compliance waters in any company? What are some of the top challenges CCOs have faced and how did they meet them? These questions and many others will be explored in this new podcast series. The Compliance Life is hosted by Tom Fox, and each month he'll present the story of one CCO through four episodes. The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This month on the Compliance Life, I visit with Natalia Shaheda. Natalia is currently the Chief Compliance Officer at ABB Lummis. For the next four podcast episodes, we'll take a look at Natalia, her unique background, college and law school. She comes from a multicultural, multilingual family from birth and in marriage, and is always doing something professionally that allows her to see the world and carry her journey forward. She moves to her early professional career and into the corporate world and what prepared her. She began her career on Capitol Hill in Washington and later moved to private practice and then to the corporate world and see how that informed her views around compliance. In episode three, she moves to the CCO chair at some very high-profile companies that were under significant government scrutiny and talks about the unique experiences, joining corporate families, and how the beauty of travel and connection across the globe has helped inform her global view of what a compliance program not only should be, what a compliance program can be. In episode four, we take a look at some of the key lessons learned uh, that she has had, where the CCO chair may be headed into 2025 and beyond, and what culture really means in an organization. This is a fascinating series on the compliance life. Natalia is a great friend and a great friend of the compliance profession. I know you'll enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening to this month's The Compliance Life. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for our final episode of this month's The Compliance Life with Natalia Shaheda. And I hope I got it right on the last episode. Uh, First of all, welcome back. Thanks, Tom. I wanted to maybe start with, uh, Natalia, some of the uh, key lessons learned uh, or key lessons you have learned as a chief compliance officer now, I believe at your third company? My fourth company. As the CCO? My third company as CCO. You're right. Uh, So what are some of the the lessons you've learned from these places? Well, the power of inclusion, um, the criticality of building consensus, not just in relationship, but in mission, and I think the recognition over 20, gosh, 20 plus years in this space now that controls are just a part of it. it. What we're really all trying to drive is lasting organizational change and behavior, um, culture that really supports employees of any organization around the globe to come to work genuinely as their best self in a protected environment where they feel passionate um, about whatever the business miss- mission is, all of that, you know, is postures us to be able to navigate the complex integrity waters that face the planet and for our people, um, you know, to, to grow along the way, do their best work. You have worked at organizations that were uh, involved in uh, enforcement actions while you were there. And I was wondering if you could uh, talk a little bit about what what is it like to have to uh, interact with the regulators here in the United States in the form of the DOJ or SEC. 
while you're trying to remediate? And just give a few words about that. Sure. So I have come to those discussions aimed to be minded um, from a position of partnership. The deeds have happened and an organization wants to adjudicate these kinds of matters as quickly as possible. And I think there's a tremendous opportunity to come to dialogues with enforcement authorities, wherever they may be around the world, with a sense of commitment to the mission. Let's face it, these enforcement authorities are heroes. They are out there trying to root out fraud and corruption around the world. That's a just mission. Um, and it doesn't have to be an adversary, an unduly adversarial relationship. And I've found um, coming to that with a willingness and a common sense of purpose, a willingness to work together um, to bring these cases to a close, um, mitigate post-settlement obligations justly, um, and collaborate through the conclusion of those, I think serves, you know, the companies that I've had the privilege of of serving, I think it has served them well. And I think overall it supports what the overall enforcement objective and mission is. And, you know, I've had the privilege of working with companies whom have genuinely wanted to right the wrongs of their past. Where do you think the uh, CCO chair or the compliance profession might be headed into 2025 or perhaps even beyond? Well, I just think, you know, when I started this and it was a small community largely served by lawyers, I'm really excited and humbled to recognize that the tent is much more inclusive um, to say we need professionals in so many diverse disciplines. We're now talking about behavior science. Um, we're talking about data science. And it is a time where we need a great diversity of minds, backgrounds, and skill sets. Um, like I said, it's not just about internal controls saving the day, but how do we get humans living in a sustaining corporate culture where they can live an integrity-oriented business life. Tent needs to be big um, with lots of other skill sets. I think we've grown to be recognizing and talking about um, over the last few years, and, and it will include and implicate people we haven't even identified yet. I'd like to turn now to what I'm going to call at least one of your passion projects. And I don't know how long you've been thinking about this, but I've known you've been thinking about it for probably three or four years. And that is to bring a compliance discipline uh, to a law school program. So I was wondering if you could tell us about that, how you came up with this idea, what you did to, to fully form this idea, how you partnered with South Texas College of Law and Dean Taylor, and, and just tell us about that. Sure. Well, it it, it really starts from just my extraordinary excitement. I feel incredibly blessed. I am living my life's dream professionally. And I want, I think so many of us feel that way about the compliance space and just feel strongly about wanting to make sure that we're actually building, consciously building a pipeline of talent aware of this discipline. Because like you said in one of our earlier segments, I think so many of our colleagues have fallen into compliance or gotten pulled into compliance, you know, in the wake of crisis from whatever was their other legal discipline. And I would like more 
graduating students and professionals to actually know about the compliance and integrity space for it to be a conscious option. So that's sort of where it started through conversation with many of us in the community. South Texas, because I couldn't be more proud of my school and more grateful for the professional that it made me, starting with Dean Taylor and the conversations around what international trade is to beloved Dean Treese, um, having gone through his advocacy program and all of the learnings that he's given me over time um, about uh, being able to be an oral advocate um, to the businesses I have the pleasure of serving. So South Texas was just the natural place where I thought we needed to get the conversation started. And, and Dean Taylor and I got together a few years ago and I said, look, you know, how can we develop a curricula? Is the school interested? I've had the pleasure of getting some exposure to the Georgetown program and some other programs around the country. And why, why couldn't South Texas College of Law and Houston, the fourth largest city in the United States, the global capital to the oil and gas market, let's face it, oil and gas, we've had a pretty premier spot in the enforcement um, arena. So why shouldn't we be generating out of, out of my own school, my own alma mater, um, prof, you know, the next generation professionals. And so we just started a conversation around the Houston community with lots of other like-minded colleagues who said absolutely who are also either you know proud alums of South Texas or committed to the Houston community and the school was most interested they are very keenly um, interested in wanting to serve the business needs of Houston of Texas and of the Southwest United States and they're committed to developing their curriculum to build professionals of the future so it's just a, a match made in heaven, right time at the right, you know, right, right place. Um, and most importantly, to be surrounded by such a rich community of compliance professionals like yourself and leaders like yourself in Houston, who said, absolutely, let's get together. And it's been a tremendous group effort to bring um, over the transom now what will be January of 2021, our first course that I could not be more excited um, to be co-taught by yourself and by Ryan Ravelais. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the Houston compliance community and really how uh, myself included, but many of us worked on this project with you and how that work was so critical to being able to, to put this uh, proposal in front of South Texas and now be accepted. I have always been so grateful at the collaboration of the Houston professional community. I think from the time that I landed here in 2007, it has been an open, inclusive community where we have often leaned on one another, you know, for mutual advice. How are we mutually handling challenges? How are we supporting one another, whether it's in our individual organizations or over the arc of our career? And so there are so many incredible organizations here, not the least of which Gerber, um, you know, the Houston Compliance Council Exchange, such that you look around and we have a network of well over 150 plus compliance professionals in the community. And so having the privilege of being here now 13 years, I just reached out because we're, we, you know, many of us have gotten to know each other um, over time and shared experience and just said, who's interested? And I could not have felt more blessed by the call in over 20 professionals who said, absolutely count me in. And what a team effort um, involving so many others, yourself and Ryan, um, 
Margaret Musidakis from Lionel Bissell, who led one of our working groups to create an anti-bribery corruption course that'll come live in the fall of 2021. Charlene Braga from Repsol, um, who led the creation of the corporate compliance course that will come live now in January. Ellen Smith um, of Amelie Consulting, formerly Baker Hughes, um, who led the trade compliance course curricula, which will also come live in, in the fall of 2021. And so that's the budding suite of courses that will then evolve into South Texas's announcement of a compliance certification program. And the mission is to ready students for the future of legal practice. And we all, I know, feel aligned that no matter what you decide to dedicate your time to in the legal field, knowing something and having a foundation of compliance, of corporate compliance, corporate ethics, integrity, we think will be a value add to all the students. Natalia, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time uh, for our final episode, but I want to thank you for sharing a part of your story with the Compliance Life and uh, good luck in your next endeavor. Tom, thank you so much and I wish you all the best. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Compliance Life. I hope you will join me again next week where I take up another episode with Scott Sullivan in The Compliance Life. The Compliance Life is a production of The Compliance Podcast Network. If you would like to be featured on The Compliance Life, please uh, give me an email at uh, tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, if you like this series, please give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, Any review and rating would definitely help get the word out about the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.